0: Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman, and here's what's happening today at Newsweek. Hard to describe what we have seen this week. Impossible. Something magical, really. That was the sound in December at the PNC Championship Pro-Am when Tiger Woods returned to competitive golf playing alongside his 12-year-old son Charlie. His first competitive round since the accident last February. At the time, he wasn't sure when he'd be returning to professional tournament-level golf but obviously we all had hopes. Then came the reports that Tiger was playing practice rounds at Augusta this week, and the whole golf world suddenly was wondering, could it be true that Tiger Woods was going to compete again at the Masters?
1: Hard to believe it's been 25 years since I won here, but uh, it's great to be back and be able to... uh... Feel the energy and the excitement of the patrons again.
0: And now it's gone from his name being on the list of possibles to actually being slated to tee off Thursday morning at 10.34 in Group 14 alongside 39-year-old South African Louis Oosthuizen and 23-year-old Chilean Joaquin Nieman. And as of right now, the 46-year-old Wood says, I'm
1: playing. Well, as of right now, I feel like I am going to play. As of right now. Um, I'm going to play nine more holes tomorrow. And unless
0: something changes dramatically, he'll be in that group. But of course, the big question everybody wants to know is, is this for real? Can you compete? Can you win? Is it conceivable that just over a year after having this horrible accident, Tiger Woods could have a chance at winning the
1: Masters? I don't show up to an event unless I think I can win it. Well,
0: That's all fine and well in theory, but still, a lot of us are skeptical.
1: Do you think you can win the Masters this week? I do. And what have you seen in your preparation that leads you to believe that? Well, I can I can hit it just fine, and I, I, I don't have any qualms about what i can do physically from a golf standpoint it's now walking is the hard part you know this is normally not a easy walk to begin with it's a very interesting right the challenge is
0: going to be getting from each ball location to the next not hitting the ball or putting it onto the green or getting it in the hole and since professionals aren't allowed to ride in carts that's an unavoidable consequence of playing the course i think the other question we all wondered is why do you
1: want to do it tiger well i love competing and I, I feel like if I can still compete at the highest level, I'm going to. And if I feel like I can still win, I'm going to play. But if I feel like I can't, then you won't see me out here. Uh, you, you guys know me, know me better than that.
0: Well, speaking on behalf of the entire world of golf fans, I think I can say this safely. We're all very excited to see him back in the competition. And when Tigers play in the tournament, you never know. So what do you do if you're all alone as a young lady and you're on a beach somewhere getting a suntan? and some complete stranger walks up right next to you and sets up shop to sunbathe uh, 10 or 15 feet away from you while you're napping, and then you wake up and notice him there, and if you feel creeped out, it's kind of understandable. Well, if your name happens to be Corey, you take it to TikTok, obviously. In a video that's now gotten 4 million views and over 500,000 likes, she called him out on it. So she sets up the camera, shows the whole beach, then she runs out to the surf running about a foot next to his head while he's got his head down, spraying sand on his back, as if to say, hey bro, not cool. The video then shows him getting up, looking at her as she runs out in the surf, continuing to watch her, and then at some point later, apparently getting up and moving. Online people are torn. Many of them think, hey, it's just not appropriate. If you come next to somebody on an empty beach like that, you're asking for trouble. Other people, hey, maybe he's just trying to find somebody trustworthy to leave his stuff next to when he goes out in the water himself. But it does seem to follow a trend of men engaging in what appears to be caddish behavior and women calling them on it. In June, a young lady was at a pool with a friend and a guy was there apparently taking pictures of them. She walked out to him and says, hey, I'd appreciate it if you would delete those photos off your phone. He showed them that there weren't any, but he was showing them his favorites, which is not the same as his recents. And she said, just delete them, which he did. It's age-old advice, but it makes sense. Stand up for yourself, be smart about it, and if you ever feel uncomfortable or unsafe, don't ignore that impulse. And finally, from the Nature Does Really Cool Stuff file, Bioluminescence in New Zealand. Landscape photographer Sahith Muralidaran published images he caught in Hawks Bay in Napier after sunset when the waves are black, the sand is black, and right at the line where the sand is wet and the waves are coming and going, Bright blue bioluminescent plankton and algae lying right below the surface. It looks like a neon light in the pictures. You should definitely check them out over at newsweek.com. Now, scientists tell us that bioluminescence is caused by light-producing chemical reactions within an organism's body. Think uh, fireflies, lightning bugs, only think of it on a much smaller scale and obviously in plankton and algae rather than in an insect. And the challenge of photographing it is, well, the waves are coming and going, and you've got to get it at just the right angle in order to catch the phenomenon when it's neither disturbed up or down or being obscured by the wave itself. And it's a relatively rare thing to see on land, very common in the deep ocean, 600 to 300 feet deep, just not all that common to see on a beach in New Zealand. We're still not really sure what function bioluminescence serves for natural organisms, either as a defense mechanism or as an enticement, and the fact that it could be either makes it kind of uncertain. I'll just tell you this one thing. If I'm ever down at the beach, and it's nighttime, and the water is glowing bright blue, I'm taking pictures, I am definitely not putting my feet in it that's it for the daily break be sure to head over to newsweek.com for these stories and more including our growing podcast lineup and consider subscribing to our digital and print editions of newsweek if you haven't already while you're here hit that five-star rating i appreciate it i'm andrew tallman thanks for listening to the daily break brought to you by newsweek